On this episode, we're chatting with one of our all-time favorites uh, from the past guests on our podcast. We've got Don Hennig from Akrumi, and uh, obviously we're going to talk about Akrumi on this and what they do, but we're really talking about how to build successful independent teams. Um, and he, I, it's why I love talking to Don, Chris, because he is, just, he's fascinating. He has so much experience and history. He's, he's run and created so many businesses that he has so much insight. And this is a great conversation. Yeah, it's more of like a consulting call we just had, the, yeah. the two of us. So I, it's, it's really good. I mean, it's, you know, I know this is two Amazon stars and a microphone, but you could take whatever he says here and implement it in your own e-com business. Mm -hmm. Talks about hiring, talks about promotions, talks about uh, culture a lot. That's a big thing. So a lot of good stuff. And obviously he's coming back on. Oh yeah. And he threw in some free jokes because you can't have yeah. a conversation with Don <laughs> without getting a couple of good jokes in there. So, well, even at the end of this, when we stopped recording, we talked about some good Vegas stories. Yeah, so exactly. If you go to prosper, if you're going to prosper, go find Don and you'll see why you want to go hang out with him. Yep, no doubt. All right. Well, let's dive into our conversation with Don. What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 178 of Two Amazon Sellers and a Microphone, brought to you by Solozo and Netrush. And today we're bringing on—I mean, he's our favorite. Let's like the we, Godfather. We just, the Godfather. <laughs> and we just—we have to say he's our favorite. Um, yeah. Don Hennig, Don Hennig from Akrumi is with us. What's up, Don? Hey, how are you, Dustin? Hey, Chris. We're gonna nice. we're gonna nice end today with a joke like last time. Oh, Always. we have to. You got to bring the jokes. Right, here we go. We got to do it. Yeah. For anybody who doesn't know Don, maybe you should follow him on Facebook. And he puts, I mean, it's almost a joke a day or maybe two or three. It's pretty good. Pretty much. At least one a day. Yeah. It, it's you solid. Know, I've been doing that for years. <laughs> yeah. But, I, but I've, I've really and good. I've memorized, I've memorized all these jokes. It's insane. The only bad thing is when somebody tries to tell me a joke, I know the freaking ending. It's like, oh, man. It's like going to the movies and always knowing the ending. Oh. <laughs> were you the guy? Were you the guy back in the day who was always like doing the email forwards of all the jokes? I mean, I was like everybody I knew was like forwarding emails. That was before Facebook. It was all uh, email yeah. forward. <laughs> you know, my friends, my friends were on Wall Street, so the jokes that come out of Wall Street are nothing that you can forward. They are like the most brutal, the most brutal stuff you could ever imagine. So, you know, no, you know, I, I'll tell you, early in my career, I was working in a bank and I was, you know, doing great stuff, but I was bored. So I taught myself financial planning. I got my Series 7, my stockbroker licenses, all that stuff. I got deep into it, built a company, but I was still bored. So I was studying and, and memorizing jokes on the side. So I would literally memorize thousands of jokes. And to today, today, I still recall those jokes. Sometimes I'll start a joke. I won't know the punchline, but I just pray to God that the punchline comes back before I get there. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's what happens. It's oh, fun. It, it's nice to have a whole bunch of jokes in your pocket. You pull them out. This it is. Great. It oh, is man. good. Well, like we said, you're you are definitely one of our favorites to have on. You're so fun to talk to. You got so much insight. You've been doing, you know, you've got so much experience. 
And it's great. And, and anybody who wants to listen, because uh, we'll do a brief overview of you, but if anyone wants to listen to sort of a lot of your background, they can go listen to episode 155, uh, where we had you on last time. And yeah, we covered your extensive history, which is which is amazing. But I'd like to just anyone who's tuning in right now, just quickly, you know, sort of uh, a little bit of your background. And then we'd love to talk about a crew me and what that means for sellers out there. Sure. Real quick on my background, I've built many businesses in various industries from real estate, mortgage, uh, entertainment publishing, all different industries and things that I, I forget, you know, uh, technology. I, I've got a business I started there that's doing great in Vietnam right now, you know, all different things. And I retired and uh, five years of retirement. I wasn't bored at all. I was busy every single day. But then I learned about Amazon and Amazon sellers. And a, a friend of mine talked to me about it. And we came up, you know, we started finding out what do they need, what the sellers need. They all needed capital, we found out. And they needed good, a good source of capital. And so we came up with a way of doing it that's different from anybody else has, who's ever done anything in this industry or any industry. This has never been done before. And what we did was we looked at something that could be fair. Like how in finance, nothing's ever fair. Nothing is ever in your favor, no matter what. I don't care what it is. It's not in your favor. But so we decided to do something that was good for the sellers and good for us. And, and we nailed it. We absolutely nailed it. So I'll, I'm going to ask you a question. If if I came to you with whatever amount of money, it doesn't matter, but let's say I came to you right now, God's honest, and I, I said to you, I'm going to give you $10,000. And there's no interest, there's no fees, there's no payments. You know, I'm going to invest in your company, but I'm not going to take any ownership in your company. All right. So it's not a loan. So you have no debt. You know, there's no personal guarantees, none of that stuff. I'm just going to give you this 10 grand. You pay me. 10 grand in six months, 12 months, two years, three years, whenever it's right for you and your business, would you take that 10 grand? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course. Right. Yeah. Who yeah. wouldn't? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I've been called a rich uncle before, but now that's a pretty good deal. And I'm dead serious. That's that. Imagine that. But let me ask you one more question. Would you do me a favor and take another 10,000? And invested in the same terms, like invested with the same types types of inventory, and let me earn the profit on that. Is that fair? I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going to give you ten grand. Ten grand. You do. You make all the money on it, and I'm going to ask you to take another ten grand and let me earn the money on it. Uh, yeah, I think so. Sounds like a good deal. Explain me. more. Sounds like a good deal. Is, Is it? How do you how do you lose? How do you lose in that deal? Oh, you can't I, lose. No, you can't. There's you can no only way. win. As, yeah. as long as you're running the business and you and you, you know, could use the money to grow, you can't lose, you know, mm -hmm. at all. So <clears throat> that's basically the deal. You know, where we, you make 100 percent of the profit on your money and you make 50 percent of the profit on our money. So, you know, it, it's just the way it is. And we don't require monthly payments. So, you know, another question, it's a simple question, obviously, but, you know, everybody gets this. Can you grow faster if you leave money in your business to grow or if you take it out? Let's say if you take money out to buy a car, is your business going to grow faster if you uh, took no. the money out or left it in? Oh. No, yeah, if you left there. it in. Right. Yeah. So does it make sense ever to take money out of your business and send it to some bank because they want 
to get paid. Mm-mm. It no. doesn't help you. Got, who's, no. Yeah. Got who's favor is that? I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. It doesn't do you any good, but it does the bank good. It gets their uh, risk down. It gets their loan down, all of that. We don't require monthly payments. It's You pay whenever it's right. There are times when it's going to be when you're going to be flush with cash. It makes sense to make a payment. And there are going to be times when you're going to have opportunities to grow. It's stupid to take money out of your business at that point. In fact, mm-hmm. you may even want more money, which would give you more money right then and there. We just want to see you grow fast. We only make money on profits. There's no fees. There's no penalties. There's no interest. There's no anything, no monthly payments. And you just pay when it's right for you. And typically what's what ends, tur- ends up happening? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what's the turnaround? How quick? Uh, How it, quick do I get it, funds? Yeah, so let's say we were, you applied today. It could happen within two to three days at most, but uh, sometimes it takes a little bit longer because we have to get your cost per, per unit. And typically that's our biggest holdup is getting the cost per unit. So sometimes there might be thousands of, of, of ASINs and the cost per unit is all over the place. So we have to you know, go through it with them a little bit and say, okay, here's an average cost, of unit, uh, cost per unit for this ASIN. You, know, you bought it four times. What was the average cost per unit? And we just estimated pretty closely, and then we run with that. So typically, you know, I'm going to say from you know uh, start to finish, it's three to five days altogether. And you're investing in a product, not so much the entire account. We're investing in the entire account, so everything is 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 together. So we actually okay. invest in the business. So we we give your business that money. And uh, but we don't take any equity in your business. We become what's called a profit share member. So we only earn a share of profits. And once you pay us back our money, you owe us nothing. It's over. And, you know, what a lot of people do is they'll take money from us. They'll grow, grow, grow. And then when they're slow, they have cash in the bank. They start paying us back. And so that knocks our profit percentage down. And then when they're ready to grow again, they say, hey, I need another 10,000. I need another 30,000, whatever the number is. And we literally, because we have all the numbers then, we put it in their account within an hour. And they and they grow like crazy. Where do, you, do. where do you need, what's a seller need to do? Like I, I'm assuming, you know, new sellers have a little bit more risk than established sellers. What's what's the yeah. what's the process, obviously, for, to get started? Where, where do I need to be at before I can do this? Yeah, minimum six months in the business. So that's not too long. And a no. minimum of $10,000. Yeah. So $10,000, meaning your inventory at cost plus your receivable from Amazon, 10 grand. Anything from 10 grand and up, we go. So, you know, and we've gone lower, but we try not to. Yeah. Give, give, us, a, uh, give us a success story. I, I mean, I just talked to a seller the other day. Oh he God. said he heard, he, heard, he heard about you guys on the podcast with us. And, and so that was pretty cool. Uh, but that's great. Give us, give, give us, some, uh, give us some, some stories here. I got to tell you, we have so many of them. Like, like literally, one I was just looking at. Uh, one of the guys just, you know, sent to me. This guy just paid us off, so it was a, a, you know, a full cycle, if you will. And when he started with us, his monthly profit was two thousand dollars, and a year, you know, a month. A year later, it was a year later, a le- little less than a year actually, and his monthly profit was something along the lines of forty-one, forty-two thousand dollars. Wow. 
I know, I know. It's life changing. But now you can think about it. The guy just literally paid us off. And why did he pay us off? Because he has so much money. That's mm -hmm. what ha ends up happening. Our very first account, small account, great people, retired. They lost their retirement. They thought they were done. They're probably in their 70s. You know, they were not working. And they lost their retirement without getting into that whole story. It was, a you know, just a bad situation. And they started an Amazon business. And they, after one year, whatever, the second year, they earned like $9,000 in profit. So it wasn't going very fast. They didn't have money. And they came to us. And this was our very first account. And we gave them like 25 grand. And uh, the second year, they had $90,000 of profit. This is their end, you know, after us. So they had went from 9,000 to 90,000 in one year. The next year, it was a, a hundred and just under 150,000. And think about that. So first off, now they are retired, you know, they're retired running an Amazon business and loving it. Uh, and they just moved across the country, you know, for family and everything without a problem. So, you know, just doing great. But think about this. They grew that business like like I just explained, and they didn't make a single payment for 18 months, not one. Mm -hmm. And we didn't even realize it because we don't pressure anybody to make payments. And in the 19th month, they paid us two thousand dollars. Then they paid us three thousand, then five thousand, then ten thousand. So I called and I said, hey, guys, you know, looks like you're going to be paying us off and it's all cool. Everything's great. Congratulations. You hit a home run. And they said, no, we're not paying you off. We're actually done making payments now. What, tell, tell me what's going on. We were flush with cash. We had so much cash sitting in our bank, it didn't make sense. So we wanted to pay you guys down, drop your, your profit percentage. And uh, in a few months, when we're ready to grow again, we're going to ask for more money. And that's exactly what they've done. And they've been with us for three years. What are they doing? What's the process? Like, like you know, you get you have 2,000 of profit, uh, 40 some odd thousand. Like, that's a big jump there. What? What's let's go a little bit deep there. What's the process there? I'm not following you the process. So like how do they, they, how do they, they grow had, from two to 40? What did they do? Do you have any you idea know, what they it did? Depends. I don't know that one in particular, but I can talk to you about some others. Uh, I, uh, all right. So one guy, I'll give you a good example, private label. Now, remember, we do private label. We do wholesale. We also do RA. And, oh, you know, cool. I'll give you one quick one on RA, but the RA guys kill it. Uh, you know, because here they are, they're hungry. They want to go out and bust their ass and work their asses off and make it happen, but they don't have the capital. And we give them the capital. This one guy, I, I looked at his account recently. He started with us. He had $33,000 altogether in his business, you know, inventory, everything, all combined 33000 A year <clears throat> later, it's up to 260 some odd thousand dollars. And what did he do? He took money from us and he just went out and started buying good products, shipping them in, turning them fast, busting his ass, making that happen. Another guy, a uh, great guy. He came up to me at uh, one of the shows in uh, Florida, in Miami in December. I haven't never met him before. I spoke to him the first time on the phone when he first joined with us. His first two years in the business on his own, he earned 142000 and then he earned 144000 and as he said to me, he said, you know, I clearly wasn't going anywhere. I had a good idea. I had a good product, but I wasn't going anywhere. And then we gave him the money. He was able to expand into other products in the same line, you know, that, that he was doing. 
And he went and uh, um, helped me. I'm, I'm going to throw out numbers, so I don't, don't hold me to this, but from what I remember, 142, 144. And then one year with us, he was up around $400,000. The second year, around 700000 And this year, he's got three products that he's adding, and he's expecting to uh, have you know, well over a million dollars. Again, it's it's life-changing. And as he said to me, he said, Don, this is unbelievable. I never could have done this. I needed you guys. I was a little nervous at first because it's so different, he said to me. And uh, he said, but I decided to take the take the leap. And it was the best thing I ever did. And he came wow. up to me out of the blue. It was just beautiful. Yeah. But we have literally dozens of these stories. So one of the things we're working on internally is putting them all together so we could create just pages of them on our website just success story after success story. There's a handful, and I mean a small handful, five, maybe seven, that didn't have results like that. A small number because they just never got off the mark. You know, some of them great people, great business, but then Amazon makes a change. Like a couple mm -hmm. of booksellers, they were doing wonderful. Amazon made a change and killed their business. And you know, it's not their fault, but and it's not like just because they didn't make money we cut them off the next day. No, we wanted to work with them and help them. So we worked out a plan over a few months. They paid us out and, you know, it's better off. Everybody goes away happy or at least, you know, satisfied. Nobody gets hurt. You know, we're mm -hmm. here to help people. Uh, we got another guy. Uh, I'm just thinking out loud as you guys are saying this. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Great, great young guy in, um, in Vegas. And he built a good business and we invested in it. And then he got ripped off. He bought products from a supplier. He's in the wholesale side. He bought products from a, a wholesale supplier that turned out to, uh, he gave this guy $100,000. And when he went to pick up the products, the FBI had already just been there and shut oh. it down. It was all counterfeit products, like buying things that you would expect not to be counterfeit. You know, I'm going to make this up, but pretty much this, like Gillette razor blades. Yeah. And so all of a sudden he went from being, you know, running full, full tilt, doing great, you know, doubling and tripling and quadrupling his business to basically being out of business. And so then we had to sit down and that was more. Yeah, exactly. And he's maybe 22 years old and I uh, had to sit down. You know, it, that's a tough thing to go through as a, a business owner and as a young person. And, you know, so he and I personally had many conversations to go through what he was going through and help him through it. We had to get paid out at some point in time because his business was worth like nothing at that point in time. And we were totally at risk. So we ended up working with him over months and we got paid out and everything. And you know, I coached him as best I could. And we, he gave me a call a few months ago and to tell me that he followed, you know, the, the plan and he took the advice and he rebuilt and he's doing this and this and this, and he cut his expenses. He's living in his warehouse and, you know, he's doing everything that a young business person should be doing, you know, not out being the big shot, but being the guy who goes to work every day and empties the garbage pails. And now he's got his business back up to, if I remember correctly, 200,000, maybe it's 400,000. Wow. I don't remember. But yeah, from 20,000 a year ago. And now he's back with us. He, you know, just, took out money from us maybe a month ago. And how wonderful is that? You know, there's no negativity there on either side. It's, it's a, we both want to see each other win. And, you know, I want to see him at a million dollars this year. And I think he's going to get there. 
you're getting more than just capital, right? I mean, obviously, Don, you're getting the uh, the advice that you're, you're providing. You're not going to find that with a traditional lender at all. <laughs> no, no. We actually, we you know, for lack of a better word, we actually give a shit. We actually care. Right. You know, we we only make money when they do well. So mm -hmm. we want them to do well. You know, we have a, a, a whole philosophy internally. Don't ever come to the table and say, hey, we can make more money if we do X. Come to the table and say, our sellers can do more money, make more money if we do X. If the seller, mm -hmm. if it's good for the sellers, then automatically it's good for us. We don't ever have to think about ourselves. That's it's, it's so, I love those success stories. Um, and, oh, and what you're talking about. And I think for anybody who's, looking at uh, or needing capital, because there's no question, it's very difficult to bootstrap uh, an e-commerce business or an Amazon business. At some point, if, if sales take off, you, you don't have enough capital to make the new inventory order that has to be you know significantly larger. Those are things that I ran into. I, I, can, I certainly made two monumental financial mistakes uh, over the years in my business. One was I quit my job, my day job way too, way too soon. I ran the numbers. I thought I had enough, but you only have enough if every month looks exactly like that month. <laughs> so, and like you mentioned, if you pull, if you pull capital out of your business, which as soon as you quit your day job, you're pulling capital out um, that it, it stifles growth. Uh, and the second thing is, is I, to, to get capital early on, I took out installment loans. And that's like the worst possible. I mean, sometimes you're not going to get paid back on your money for months and months and months. How are you going to make some big chunk monthly payment um, when when all your capital is sitting in your warehouse? Uh, you sleep pretty well, right? You sleep pretty well, don't you? Uh, no. That happen? <laughs> no, not at no. all. It's no, that's when you find that you're like, you're like, I didn't used to have anxiety. What happened? Every car is questionable. You're like, what's this car doing down the street? Yeah, yeah. You don't even want to have dinner with your wife because you don't want her to say how to go today. It's like, yeah. oh, man. Uh, it's it's not good. We're not using the debit card for dinner tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So those are those are things that I, you know, if, you know, I, I wish something like yours would have existed as uh, my business was growing. Uh, so for anybody out there who's looking, I mean, this is a model that everybody dreamed about years ago. Like, how can we get yeah. some sort of capital partnership without giving up equity? Because that was the only way you could ever do it before. It was basically, right. if you wanted capital, that would, the payback was better. It was always an equity play. And yeah, this yeah. is this is your business. And I you was I, somebody. Go ahead. What were you say? No, no. Go ahead, Dustin. Go. No, I was just gonna say. Uh, I read somewhere it was a CEO talking, and he's like. As a CEO, I bet my main job is acquiring capital, like to grow the business. Like that's what he felt like was. And I think for a lot of entrepreneurs out there starting like this, like they they've tried not to. They try to, like I said, bootstrap it when the stories you're just talking about is why why not? Why not explode your growth if you can? Why other not? people's money. <laughs> yeah, using other people's money at no cost. There's no mm -hmm. interest. There's no fees. You know, it's incredible. So, you know, imagine that you're, you earn, let's just, I'm going to use an example. Let's say you had $20,000 of capital, meaning like inventory of cost and, uh, and, and you're receivable from Amazon. Your total is 20 grand. Just use that as a number. And you earn 10% a month. Um, again, whatever the number is, doesn't matter. So 20 grand, you're going to earn $2,000, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, now we give you another 20 grand and you're going to earn $2,000 on that. So what did you earn? You earned $2,000 on your 20 grand and you earned 50% of the two grand that you earned on ours. So you earned mm-hmm. 3,000. Your profit went from two grand to three grand in one month, a 50% increase. You didn't take on debt. You didn't take have to make any monthly payments. You didn't have any interest. You didn't have any fees, any of that stuff. You literally, it's almost magical that you increased your, your profit and your ROI by 50% in one month. So think of that business. You started today with 20 grand. In month two, you have 40 grand, okay? Because you came to accrue me. In month three, because accrue me doesn't take its money out. It's up to you if you want us to take our money out or leave it in. Let's assume we leave it in. In month three, you have $44,000. So just in the third month, you have 44 grand versus 20 grand. Which business is going to win? I mean, it's just obvious. In the (laughs) the next month, you're going to have like 49,000, 50,000. You know, within six months, if you can't double the size of your business, I mean, double easily, the numbers get ridiculous. So within a year, you can grow that business so big but you have to be, you know, be willing to work your ass off, really work your ass off. It's, mm-hmm. It gets that big. It's exciting. That's, it's a lot of fun. Oh, it is exciting. And that's going to, that's a nice segue into sort of what we want to talk about is yep. as you, as you grow as a business, you can no longer do everything yourself. And that's when you got to start building teams around you. And uh, we, you've got such a, an interesting background. Like this is like what I feel like you've just done this over and over and over again. This is what we like about you too. It's like, mm-hmm. it, you've just, you've seen an opportunity and you, you build a business around it and you've done it yeah. repeatedly uh, and in wildly different industries. Yeah. Uh, crazy. You know, so like, uh, but there's some elements that have got to be extremely similar and that's building out a team that works the best possible. Um, Absolutely. We'd love, it, it, but wait, before we jump into that, I just got to ask this one question because it's running through my mind. Sure. Do you, on when you're investing in a business um, through Akrumi, is there any requirements? On, is that money can only be used for inventory or can that money be used for building teams and growing and hiring? What are the parameters yeah. around that? It, 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 we have one rule. We don't want to have more money in the business than you. So go with that first example. You have 20 grand and we give you 20 grand. That money's got to stay in the business, you know, buying inventory and things like that. But let's say you had 20 grand and we gave you 10 grand. All right. That 10 grand can come out and be used for anything you want. Mm -hmm. You could use it on vacation. So, you know, that that that'll if you take that money out, basically you have 10,000 in the business and we have 10,000 in the business at that point. So again, we don't have more money in the business than you. That's our only rule. So yeah, they're using the money for, you know, PPC, for expenses, but 99% of the time they're using money for inventory. They're using it for some, sometimes new products, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But if your profit's going from 2000 a month to all of a sudden you got 40,000 a month profit. Okay. Now you're building out teams. You're growing this sucker. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, you get to that point where I don't think I can grow any faster or any bigger. I need to take a break. And that's like like the guy that left us recently. He did fantastic. 
but he did so good. And that's really what ends up happening with us is the most successful of our sellers end up leaving because they just, you know, like how big can you go that fast? You have to take a break at some point in time. You have mm-hmm. to absorb everything that you've done. And now these guys, they're coming back to us in droves, like, you know, six months, nine months later saying, hey, I'm ready to start growing again. And it's fantastic. It's just they believe in the model. Yeah. So let's get into teams. I want to I want to yeah. I want to tell you, I, I, I've built uh, many businesses and I've, I've got some basic rules for building teams that have worked every single time without question. And, it, you know, people I will tell you that uh, meeting with Wall Street analysts. All right. For one company that I was running, we had, you know, 7000 employees. So you can imagine you know, the, the competition and all that stuff and the craziness. Um, but I knew everybody, including every and everything about them, because I felt that that was an important part. And, you know, getting personal, understanding when somebody's got something going on in life. Uh, but basic uh, rules are and th- these are my five rules from the very, very first company I started. And I ran them all the way through the biggest named companies that are publicly held. Very simple. Thank you. And please. You know, when somebody comes in in the morning, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, well, actually, these were my rules. Uh, when somebody come, when you come in in the morning, smile and say good morning. When you leave at night, smile and say good night. And I, and I say that not just because, you know, it's a nice thing to do. No, because I want to enjoy coming to work. I want to mm-hmm. enjoy working with you, even if it's on a Zoom call or a, a text or whatever it is. I want to have that communication. It's all about human interaction, you know. So smile and say good morning, smile and say good night. You know, don't sneak in. I'm, I, I got in late. I want. I don't want the boss to see me. No, bullshit. Everybody comes in late sometimes. Say hello. Uh, you know, and then, you know, so smile in the morning, smile at night. Uh, when somebody asks you how you're doing, say great, because we all have bad days. We all have shit in our life. Everybody does. You don't need to bring it to everybody else. Nobody needs to be sitting down listening to your sad story for 30 minutes. Nobody wants to do that. So don't bring it to the office. Sorry, but don't bring it in. And, and then the last thing is thank you and please. You know, somebody asks you to do something, say please. You know, so, you know, somebody does something for you, say thank you. It, it, it goes without saying, but I would tell people flat out, if I ever hear you not using thank you and, and please, you're out the door. I don't want you in this company. That's not the type of person I want. And you guys know, I know, you go to a restaurant and, you know, somebody fills up your water. And you can look around the table and somebody just sits there and they expect that person to fill up their water. Bullshit. Say thank you. You know, they're doing their job and they're serving you and they're, you know, they're treating you like gold. Treat them like gold, you know, and and follow those same rules that we all grew up with through your business. Basics. I'm going to give you a couple more. Cut out the cancer immediately. If you're growing, you will make a mistake in hiring. You will make a mistake. As soon as you realize it, go with your gut. Fire that person like this. Don't waste time. Don't think about it. Don't do a 60-day performance review and all that kind of stuff. No. You're, none of these companies are that big that you need to do that. Even when I ran you know, multi-thousand people teams, I didn't do that. I cut people out as quickly as as humanly possible. And my managers would say, but Don, you know, we'll we'll get sued. I said, that's why we have lawyers. You know, I'm not afraid of that. I don't want my teams to be screwed up. 
I care about my team. So if we bring on somebody who's a jerk, I want them out. I want them out immediately. And the whole team will, will, will rise up. One time I learned this lesson early on. One, one time early on, my, my largest salesperson who represented 50% of my sales in the mortgage company at the time, you know, talking about a lot of money. And I had, you know, 60 some odd employees at that point in time. You, you know, you lose a, a, a salesperson like that, you're losing a lot of money. And, you know, how are you going to survive with that? Well, one day I realized when he was in the office, I didn't even want to be there. I own the building. I, it's my company. And I don't want to be there. Bullshit. I went mm -hmm. in. I called him into my office. And I said, Barry, you're fired. And he said, why are you firing me? I said, I thought to myself, I said, I'm small enough company. I don't care. So I said to him, you know, because I just don't like you. And <laughs> like, it's just the truth. I just don't like you. And I want to enjoy going to work. All your files, you don't ever have to worry about getting paid. You'll get paid 100%, which was not the practice in the industry. I'm not going to take money from people. You know, you're going to get paid 100%. You don't have to worry about anything. If you need time and you need to, you know, drop off files here, you'll get paid 100%. Don't worry about it. You know, I'll never say a bad word about you. Just, you know, go somewhere else. You know, you'll easily get a job. Anyway, long story short, he leaves. And that day, the rest of the staff, which were primarily young girls, because we were all young, and they would come into me one after another to say, you know, so happy you fired Barry. I can't believe you did that. I said, why? What's well, the big deal? Well, he was hitting on me. Like this is at the time, an old man, he was like 40, you know, and we were all in our 20s. And, you know, it was like it was, he left this note on my windshield. It was like all bad stuff that as the boss, I didn't know. And nobody wanted to tell me because he was the big producer. So as soon as I fired him, I had to start thinking about next month. How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to keep all these people employed? You know, how am I going to increase sales? Sales went up. So I got rid of the cancer and everybody increased. Everybody increased. It was fantastic. So always get rid of the cancer. You will make mistakes when you're hiring. And I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna keep going for a couple of minutes here. Just keep so going. This great. Yeah, there's some yeah. good stuff here. So, so you know, how do you grow a business when you have a team and like really efficiently grow your business? You know, there's a simple rule that I've always followed. It's a simple statement: listen and implement. And it has to be in that order. You have to listen to your team and then implement what they say. So if you go back to like the revolutionary times and if you ever built an organization, there's something called Robert's Rules of Order. And if you go back to like literally revolutionary times, how did they get everybody on the same page? Well, they placed people in the audience. You know, they, they you know, it wasn't like, you know, uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson standing there and giving a speech and every, everybody there agreeing with him. No, half the people said, Screw you. You're an idiot. I'm on the other side. Well, you, you get people together. And when I say this speech, Dustin, you're going to scream out, I agree with Don. And then, Chris, you're going to say, yeah, let's do this. Well, that's how you do it. You get people on your team and you grow together. So, you know, listening to your team is the biggest, biggest thing that you can do. So listen and then implement. So how do you listen? As a small business, you you know, it's a simple thing that is old fashioned with a suggestion box. 
but you can do it online. You can create suggestion boxes online. You could name somebody in your company if everybody's, you know, uh, all over the place that is going to take suggestions anonymously or not anonymously. I always believed in putting your name on it, you know, because the, the, the suggestions should be good and they should be helpful. And so when you get, let's say, you know, one month you get 10 suggestions. All right, doing good. But that's your baseline. If you read those suggestions and you look at ways to implement what they suggested, and then you implement, you know, two or three of those things, and then you announce to the team that we've implemented this because Susie said this, and we implemented this because Joe brought this up, and we never thought of this because, you know, Bobby uh, said to do this. We never even imagined it, but all three are now implemented, and each one of them received, you know, a $100 gift certificate, whatever the number is. And now everybody knows they can change this company. It's their company. They now own this company. It's not you against the world and you trying to build a company. Now you have a team trying to build this company to make it the best that it can possibly be. I'm going to give you a couple of examples. First time I did it, simple. Again, that same building, I owned a brand new building on the service road of uh, on, on Long Island, you know, the highest priced real estate ever at that time. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And we just built the building and everything felt good. Well, I decided to put up this, um, uh, like a eraser board by the, by the cafeteria and, you know, for suggestions. All right. First person, you know, puts one up, and, you know, we got a few, the first suggestion, I'll never forget it. A girl by the name of Regina, who was fantastic. And she, uh, said, change the timer on the lights. What does that mean? So I went to her, I said, Richard, what are you talking about? She goes, in the parking lot, the lights go out and I like to work late. So when the lights go out, I feel uncomfortable going out to my car at night because it's so dark. You know, change the timer so that the lights are on. I'm like, whew, that takes two seconds for me to do it. Go into this closet, change the timer. I did it in two seconds, nice and easy. And the light stayed on. What happened? Everybody else wanted to work late. Everybody else wanted to work more hours. They weren't getting paid for those hours. They wanted to do their job. They wanted to win. You know, in the in this big mortgage company, I started this. Everybody fought me on it. Nobody wanted to do it because it was too many people. And it's a big undertaking. Well, we built all the technology around it to do it in the most efficient way possible. And uh, the first suggestion was... Uh, and it's funny, it's, uh, I remember the, both of the first suggestions, but this first suggestion was uh, uh, have the rate sheets go in the same order. What are you talking about? Well, turned out the way this has been done for like 20 years in this company, and who knew, the rate, the rate sheets at the time were like nine pages long. The first four pages were fixed rates. The next five pages were adjustable rates. Well, the fixed rates started with the highest rate first. And then it would go down to the lowest rate. The adjustables started with the lowest rate first and went to the highest rate. No, nobody in management will ever see that. But the people using it know the simplest, easily change. And everybody in the company knew they could change and fix this company and make it better. Simple. Cost me nothing. Nothing. And all these suggestions have built the company to the point, and I'll give you some statistics, with, uh, you know, we had 2,000 salespeople in, in this one situation. And turnover in the industry was very high. 
the best in the industry was Chase at the time. And they their turnover every year of salespeople was 50%. It was 52%. Ooh. Yeah. All right. They were the best. Ours, this is all independent, independent study done. Our turnover or retention was 92%. 92%. So Wall Street, this is a publicly held company. The analysts would come and sit down with me personally and say, all right, well, you know, you last year, Don, you made $300 million net profit. You know, how did you do it? Well, we have, you know, retention rate of 92%. Well, that's impossible. Well, you must, you know, be paying them more than everybody else. No, here's an independent study. We're right in the middle. How's that possible? Well, your rates must be better than everybody else. So nobody will leave. Nope. Here's, again, same independent study. Our rates are right in the middle. We're not, you know, better or worse than anybody. This, this, it, it's culture. This is all about culture. We listen to people and we implement what they want. Every one of them believes that they own the company. Every one of them loves the company and every one of them want to see, wants to see it succeed. And when you have that, you are unstoppable, unstoppable, unstoppable. When so, you interview, are you making them take some type of personality test or anything? Or like, you know, we're, you know a lot of our sellers are hiring VAs. It's kind of hard to gauge, you know, culture, personality it's a great online. Point. What do you yeah. do there? You know, uh, I like to I like to talk to people first. I like to know who they are. Uh, the personality tests they do work. They are good to do. Uh, you know, they will pre prevent a mistake. Uh, I have used them, and I have used them to the point where I've said no to somebody. Like, you know, we're not going to hire you because you know you just don't. The job doesn't match up. And I remember this one person saying to me, "No, I can do this job." It was like an accountant type of guy, an engineering type of person that wanted to be in sales. And you know, you're not a sales guy. I'm sorry. You know, you look at the personality test. He said, "You know, bullshit." I, I want to be in sales more than anything. I know that's where the money is. I can do this. I'm going to work harder than anybody's ever worked. I'm going to figure out ways to do it. And just give me a shot. I said, you know, I can't, I can't turn away from fire in the belly. And so I said, all right, man, we'll give you a shot and we'll help you any which way we can. How can I help you? How can I help you grow? And we worked together and he ended up coming up with spreadsheets and tools that nobody else would have ever thought of doing. And not only be, did he become a great salesman, but he also helped the rest of the company increase sales because he gave us all tools to use. So, you know, you have to, in my mind, you know, as Steve Jobs had always said, and I have always agreed with, is you got to go with your gut more than anything. You know, sometimes you you could look at all the numbers and you could look at what the personality test says, but man, I love this person. I know you could do the job, but you've got to tell them the truth. Look, your personality test says this, you know, it's telling me you can't do this job. Tell me why I should hire you and let them fight back. Let them tell you. And if they do a good enough job there, give it a shot. Take, take time. And you have to care. You have to be a, look at your team and be able to say, I want to see how I can educate you, how I can train you, who I can tie you with together. How do I Im improve your knowledge in this business? And just always be fighting to help them. And if you can help your team grow, they're going to help you grow. It's almost like the culture, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, 
the culture means more than the output of the job because if they fit well in the position they're in, they're going to perform their job anyway because that's what they're passionate about. Like it's it's almost like uh, pay attention to more of like their their personality if they're going to fit be- beforehand, and the jobs is secondary. It is absolutely truth because I got to tell you, culture is everything. If you're trying to build a long-term company, culture is everything. If you want to make all the decisions and you want to do all the work, then forget it. You know, culture is meaningless. Just, you know, hire some, you know, some monkeys and treat them like that. Mm-hmm. And you'll be, you know, re- replacing them every 30 days and you'll be doing all the work and you'll be frustrated and you'll be pissed because nobody's good. They all suck. Yeah, well, maybe it's not them. You know, maybe it's the culture that you've created. Create the right culture. They won't want to leave. They're going to want to stay and they're going to want to see you be successful. So that's we the way it works. Every week, like, co- coffee with Don once a week. Yeah, like, this is motivational. This is it motivational. Is. This is like eye-opening. It's, it's like a consulting call on one. Yeah. You know, I like to ask people, what do they read? You know, what are you, what are you reading now? What do you read, you know, in general? What do you, you know, are you exercising? Uh, you know, what do you think about? How do you eat? You know, things like that are healthy, but it also shows that I care about them. All right. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I really, you know, I, I've been wanting to work out, but I just haven't been able to get going. I, I, I plan to go to the gym every morning, but I, you know, somehow I get tired and this and that. All right. Well, I can help you with that. And I can show you how you can overcome that. And I'm going to give you guys the tip right here. It's the simplest thing, but it goes for everything is reduce your goals to almost zero. So in a nutshell. So again, this goes back to caring about that person that you're hiring that is having a hard time working out, but wants to. So reduce your goals to almost zero. So think about it. I'll never forget one time I got off the off the wagon of working out and I decided, all right, I'm going to start working out. And the next morning I'm going to do 40 pushups, 40 pull-ups and 40 sit-ups. All right. Before the shower, I get in the shower. I'm like, damn, I forgot the next day. Okay. I write a little note on my night table. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm in the shower. Oh, damn. I forgot three, four days in a row. I'm like, shit, I suck. I'm not getting anything done. So I changed my goal. Five sit-ups, five push-ups and five pull-ups. All right. Even if I go in the shower, I come out, I could do five, five and five. I'm not going to be sweaty. Mm-hmm. I can do it. So I get in the shower. I'm like, oh, I forgot. Oh, wait, I lowered the goal five, five and five. So I got out. I, you know, had my uh, t-shirt and underwear on and I went and I did my five, five and five. I didn't stop at the five, five and five. I did 20, 20, 20. And because five is stupid, you know, but the next day, again, I forgot I'm in the shower. I, hey, I can still do five. Again, I did 20, 20, 20. The next day, same thing. After the third or fourth day, I was so looking forward to it. I didn't go in the shower. Now I have a routine. I'm looking forward to doing this. And so then, you know, it, it changed everything. It was making my goal so small, I couldn't say no. Mm. It's so interesting. Simple. I mean, and it's like it's so simple, but it also relates to what you were talking about. Walking into an office and saying, "Hey everybody, how's it going?" is simple. Yeah. Um, you know, if you walked in and you're like, "Everybody, we've got a 10x our goals today." That's yeah. hard. But you do it the simple 
and you, you create that culture and that empathy, the easier things should be easy to do is to be empathetic. Yeah. Uh, feel. You, you start seeing that culture and all the results developing from it. And I was, you, you were talking earlier and it brought up a, something in my mind here. It's like, we see examples of culture all the time in sports. I mean, how many teams yes. are out there that are loaded with talent and they suck and they can't get on yep. the same page. There's infighting. You got Antonio Brown taking his shirt off in the middle of the game, uh, leaving. I was you wondering know. if you're going to name any names. Yeah. <laughs> uh, How'd that come? You know. <laughs> yeah, I know. exactly. Uh, but then you see like teams, you know. I'll I'll give an example. How about the 2015 Royals? Who was there was no superstars, uh, but the who culture, beat the Mets? Who beat the Mets in the World Series? Yes. You bastard! I know. <laughs> But culture means everything. You can, I mean, there, the people that are working with you have a a, a lot more capabilities and a lot more ideas oh, that yeah. might be suppressed um, because they don't feel empowered and they don't feel um, like it's their place. But everything right. that you were talking about just makes a full team of bought-in teammates that are ready to, you know, throw out ideas and yeah. be right or wrong or whatever it's really and they're going to go and they and they're going to go through a wall for this company they're going to yeah. do anything to make this company successful think about peter diamandis you know peter diamandis the abundance project and uh uh all uh, oh, the x project uh one of the big you know um uh companies that goes to space spacex or whatever whichever one he is i don't remember now but the guy is unbelievable if you ever want to check somebody out it's amazing well, one of the things he does, and I don't remember the term that he uses, but, uh, you know, something X, I think. But he takes a big problem for, from whatever company that might be or country. And he takes this problem and he gets all the details and then he posts it online. And anybody can solve this answer. And if you can solve this, you get $500,000 or $5 million or whatever the, the prize is that he puts on X prize. And whatever the prize is. So now you get these brilliant scientists from all over the world who sometimes team up from their home offices outside of work and they figure out the results that are needed in, in here and they win freaking fortunes. Well, what does that mean? It's what like Steve Jobs would say. He goes, the smartest person is not here. The smartest person is the whole team. If you get the whole team, I guarantee you, you're going to get a better idea than the idea that you just came up with. It's just, well, it's a fact. It just can't, yeah. can't be any other way. You know, so use your team, get them involved, get them excited, uh, compensate them for it, congratulate them. You know, let the whole team know about this, this person who's doing great. The other thing is, if you have, you know, you're talking about, report, you know, uh, a group of VAs, if, if there's a way of reporting on the amount of work they do or amount of uh, success they do, amount of products they've researched, whatever it is, the job, and you have, you know, five of them or 50 of them, or as Carlos has 250 of them, you know, if there's a way to report on them, then report on them every week or every month in order. The, the number one person who did the most output and made the most amount of money for the company should be ranked as number one. The last person on the list is all the way down at the bottom. Nobody is going to want to be in that bottom. 
Nobody. Everybody's going to want to fight as hard as they can to be in top. Uh, one example, I did it again back to mortgage. Uh, you know, I had in this situation, I ran the fifth largest, built it, the fifth largest uh, online mortgage company in the country. So think about Rocket Mortgage. You know, we were head to head with them. They were our, our number one competitor. We were even. Similar idea. And uh, it was all, you know, direct to consumer. Uh, and I had, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of loan officers in multiple locations around the country. And immediately what I did was I came in, uh, built some reports around, you know, production. Who's the best salesperson, you know, who's producing the most? All right, great. That's not really indicative of what we want. We want profits. So I changed it and I built a profit and loss for each loan officer behind the scenes. And so now each loan officer, we taught them why their P&L would be up or why it would be down without getting into the details. And the number one guy, he the next month, he went from being number one to being close to the bottom because he was throwing shit against the wall and, and he knew it. But he was he he was writing more business than anybody. But so many of those deals were falling through. That costs us money. We don't want that. We want deals that are going to close. So change the, the whole thinking. That guy is a is a competitive guy. One month later, one, he was angry as could be that he wasn't number one. He was almost on the bottom. And after I explained to him how it went, literally the next month, he was back at number one. He was number one in profit. So if you organize people like that, you don't have to tell them to do anything. You don't even have to ask them. You don't have to pay them. They're going to do it. Nobody, yeah. everybody's competitive. Nobody wants to be on the bottom. It aligned Nobody. your goals. It aligned it his totally. goals with your goals. So, yeah. I you mean, say it's so much better I, than me, Dustin. I don't know about <laughs> that. I don't think so. Because I was just thinking um, this is going to be the first uh, installment of a new series we're going to launch, which is uh, Life Lessons with Uncle Don. Uh, <laughs> uh, or you got to. Uh, wait, it's, uh, as it's, long as you didn't really, say grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's really fun to talk to me. It's it's an inspiring, encouraging. I know that we're uh, running up against yeah. a hard stop here. We got to uh, cut it off, but we we're going to have you back for many more times, uh, talking about all kinds of these things. But before we so go, Dustin, real quick, yeah, go real quick. Yeah. You know, this this old lady calls her husband in yes, on I his way home from work. And 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 she says to him, honey, I want you to be careful. They just reported on the news that there's a car going the wrong way on the same road you're on. He said, a car? There's hundreds of them. <laughs> it's awesome. Every day, great jokes. Follow Don on social media if you want to hear good jokes. It's, it's great. Okay, before we go, if somebody's interested out there right now in partnering with yeah. you, get capital, what yeah. do they need to do? Yeah. So listen, on AccruMe, there's a no cost application. It takes about two minutes to fill out. So just go to AccruMe.com, fill it out. You'll you'll get, you know, mention that you are coming from uh, Dustin and Chris and Salazzo or two sellers, Amazon sellers and a microphone. Just mention any of that. And when you get funded, you'll get an extra $500 for free. You don't have to repay or anything like that. It's just yours to do what you want. Hopefully you use it for inventory, but that's totally up to you. Uh, and uh, it, please LinkedIn, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn as well. I communicate with people. I'm not one of those people that you connect with and, you know, you send a message and you never get a response. So it's Donald Hennig, D-O-N-A-L-D-H-E-N-I-G. So I'd love to connect with people. 
uh, it's the fun part of the world. Absolutely. And you'll be a prosper, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll be a prosper. We're going to have a group at ASD as well. We're going to be at a, a few things, but yeah, prosper is the next big one that I'll be at. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Everyone go to accrueme.com, fill out that form, hit them up on LinkedIn, and say hi to him at Prosper. So, yeah. Again, tell him you need a joke. He's got jokes yeah. ready. So. He's really shy. So, don't, <laughs> yeah, you know, very, very shy. shy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> well, thanks, Don, so much for your time. We really appreciate Thank you, it. Guys. Uh, it's great. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Make sure if you like content like this, that you're subscribing to this podcast or uh, subscribing to our social channels, Solozo social channels, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, where we broadcast these live and they live indefinitely after that on there. So check those out. Subscri subscribe to him so you get notified when we have great new conversations with great people like Don coming on the show. Also, if you're currently selling on Amazon and you're looking for help with your advertising, whether it's too much work and you want to automate portions of it, or you need a team of experts to help guide you in your strategic decisions on what to do with advertising on Amazon, please reach out to us. You can go to solozo.com. You can book a demo with us. You're going to talk to Chris or myself. We'll talk obviously anything, e-commerce, business, life lessons from Uncle Don. We'll talk go. about anything on those calls, uh, as well as show you the power of Solozo's uh, software and our team. Uh, so solozo.com, check it out. All right, Don. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. Bye.